0: <laughs>
1: Welcome into the show, everybody. Hey-o. This is episode 35 of No Other Pod. Can't believe no we're, pod. we're 35 episodes in, but we are going, and we are going strong. I'm Jimmy, and the man, the myth, the legend, the comedian that people want more of, Dan Kuzer, ah. is on with me. What is up, Dan? You're, you're getting your own little fan club here.
2: Well, you know, I just, uh, I'm just one man. All right? I just do it, uh... Do what I can, man, but uh, no, don't, stop, stop doing that, stop making me blush, <laughs> all right, it's, keep it a secret, all right, keep it under wraps,
1: what's going on, man, how, how you doing? Uh, I'm, I'm doing okay, you know, we, uh, we we're we coming down the home stretch to when I'm, I'm moving out of my apartment to our new house, so I'm That's getting right. a little stressed out, but uh, we're, we got boxes all around us, but have no fear, the pod will continue on through the move, uh, nice. And hope hopefully I'm gonna get a little a uh, little recording studio of sorts set up at, at the new what? place. So, yeah, do you got we'll, movers we'll, we'll or see. you got to do it yourself? I oh, don't know. We got movers. I'm nice. I'm, I'm not moving that shit. Like <laughs> it's too heavy for me. So very cool. That's um, awesome, man. You're 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 growing up in front of our eyes. I know it's it's uh, it's scary, but um, but yeah, man. And uh, sporting KC. They came away with a point, not a win, but a point. So, you know, it was it was it was fine. Uh, Let's Let's
2: pump the brakes because, guys, we got a pretty nice five star review. All right. On our uh, yeah. On the iTunes pod, man. And uh, it was nice. It was nice. Everyone's leaving nice reviews. And guys, if you have yet to do that, head over to the pod page. Do it right now. Pause us or don't pause us. I could sing a little song if you want to. <laughs> I don't
0: want to know what
2: love is. Okay. And, uh, Beautiful. You know, but this was, from, this was from our boy Drew. And I, I, I know who this is, actually. He says, Jimmy and Dan do a great job talking sporting and MLS from a fan's perspective, as well as describing <laughs> the fart-inducing attributes of vegan cheese. 11 out of He's 10. 11 of 10 would listen again. Did I say something last week about farting? You said
1: something about fart cheese. Did I? So you did. That's okay. what the people
2: want more of, guys. I am a, I'm a classy bitch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but hey, that's
1: super Can't nice. Expect Drew. anything less from no other pod.
2: Yeah, I mean, head over and give us that rating. It's uh, it's super nice and uh, helps other people find the pod. And uh, I'm gonna keep talking about it every week because that's what everyone else does on every other successful podcast. So
1: there you go. I thought you meant you were going to keep talking about fart cheese every week for a second, and you know I might. I was going to say that might. Well, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Till the till the <laughs> you know listeners start to dip a little bit, you know. But we're going to ride the fart cheese wave as long as we oh need. Oh my to. god! I could hear people just turning it off. <laughs> They're done. And <laughs> yeah, there go our listeners. God dang it! <laughs> but uh, but yeah, we so you know getting getting into the game. Um, a point. I'm I'm. A, a point it's a point Sporting KC are still atop the standings in the west and i will say this uh not only are they atop the standings on the west in pure points they're atop the standings in the west on points per game um, which is i think maybe actually the first time that that's happened this year um, at least for the last few weeks because with the lafc loss on the road to portland uh we're at they still have a game in hand but we're Four points ahead. So we're out of reach from them. So Sporting KC are truly in first place in the West, which that is
2: feels kind nice. of exciting. And as my good friend Jimmy Mack always says, if you get a point on the road, that's good, unless it's Minnesota.
1: <laughs> ah, see, I well, I don't know if I added in that last part. Before I'm going to throw it in week.
2: there.
3: I'm throwing <laughs> it in.
1: <laughs> You're throwing it in there. Okay. Yeah. I always I look. If you get a point on the road, it's, it, you know, Okay, ahead of time, I always tell myself it's a good result. That doesn't mean I'm not sad sometimes when we play a game and we only come away with a point. Case in point, this is kind of one of those games. Because as much as I'd like to say otherwise, it feels like this is a game we should have won. And it really shouldn't have been close. Because if you look at the stats... 24 shots for Sporting KC to 6 by Minnesota. 10 on target by Sporting KC to 4 for Minnesota. Um, Possession, 61 to 39. Uh, Corners, 9 to 0. Like, it just wasn't even close. Passing percentage, 85 to 71. I mean, what happened? You know, we we made Shuttleworth Shuttleworth look
2: real good. And that sucks. Yeah, and I tell you, I, I, yeah. I tweeted right. <laughs> you saw that, uh, that picture I had stored up from Bobby Shuttleworth with his face mask on from like last year. Yeah, and, he was uh, on
1: uh, hashtag Dan
2: Blockwatch. I, he was, but I don't think he's on Twitter, so I couldn't, you know, I couldn't tag him and be be a real OG like that. But what I Foils. did, my phone must know my filthy mouth. Because I swear to God, I did not mean to insert. <laughs> I did not mean to insert Shuttleworth instead of Shuttleworth. And I I went back yeah. to look at it later. I was like, "Oh wow, that's really funny. I that was unintentional." <laughs> yeah, a likely excuse. Yeah, I swear to God. No. <laughs> my phone's just like, you don't talk like this. Let me get filthy for you.
1: <laughs> yeah, your phone. Your phone just knows you too well.
2: But let me let me ask you this. Uh, I'll give Andrew Weeby credit on extra time. Radio is this uh, more successful for Sporting or for Minnesota? Like, who's who's it more disappointing for? Because Minnesota celebrates draws at home, and Sporting does not celebrate draws at home.
1: Yeah, I th- well, hmm, I don't know. I think it's it's tough because you know Minnesota. They're they're in their second year. They're trying to find their footing. They're only two points out of a playoff spot right now. Granted, we're like barely a third of the way through the season, so that really doesn't mean anything. But a point against the best team in the West for a team like Minnesota feels like it's a a, a successful game. Uh, Having said that, like I said, and, and Peter Vermees has said this before, you get a result on the road, that's a good thing. But that doesn't change the fact that you look at the stats, you look at the way Sporting KC played outside of that error by Tim Melia when the, they let up the goal. Um, and we'll, we'll talk about all the goals and, and the highlights and everything here in a second. Sporting KC was the best team, and it really wasn't close. So it really, really feels like they should have come away with all three points. And uh, it it just it pains me a little bit because if they did, we would have been above Atlanta. We would have been above Atlanta on points and points per game, and I just, you know, I, I wanted to I wanted to beat them. But we might just have to save that for nope. uh, an MLS Cup matchup if if uh, the soccer gods so decide to give that to us. Maybe so, man. I, I don't know. It really feels,
2: you know, you want to be happy for getting that point on the road, but seeing how that second half was just lights out. Like, the first half was kind of boring, in my opinion. We didn't really do that much. But second half, well, I mean, of course, there was the goal, was Kyrie Shelton. Congrats, bro, for for getting on the board finally. That's I'm sure he's thrilled. But like the second half was, we were rolling, dude. We were we were moving fast. It was we looked really good and really shut down Minnesota in the second half.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's kind of a bummer because if you go on the uh, the MLS highlights page and and you click on the highlights, the first couple highlights they have are the goals, but then every other highlight chance johnny russell comes close save bobby shuttleworth makes makes a stop save body bobby shuttleworth stands tall to make the save save bobby shuttleworth reacts quickly save bobby shuttle it's like all these shots and all these saves graham zussi header just misses wide like so many chances and and it i i don't know it just wasn't their night i guess um the thing I was nervous about the whole time was, are we going to have one mistake like sporting KC is known to do and have them attack on a counter or something and give up a silly error? So thankfully that didn't happen. Um, but they did almost make a mistake pretty darn early in the game. It was like the fifth or sixth minute and Minnesota United thought they went up one zero early when Christian Ramirez put the ball in the back of the net. Uh, they ended up calling it offside, and man, I've watched this replay over and over again. And I, he's offside, but it is close, and uh, I don't know if that's really great backline play by Sporting KC or uh, just a, a little bit of luck. I don't know. What do you think? I,
2: I don't know, man. That's pretty darn lucky because it was. It looked awfully close. You know what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, he would he if he was off, and I I do think he was off. He was off by six inches, maybe. I mean, he is towing that line, and uh, I even heard uh, Taylor Twelman on MLS Rewind when I was watching that today say that um, the forward in him wants to say that Christian Ramirez was onside, and you know that's that's how close it was. was is there's at least people discussing it, um, but alas. The uh, the soccer gods did smile upon Sporting KC at least at that point because the flag went up and uh, and it was offside. And it wasn't too long later that your boy, Kyrie Shelton, rose up and uh, got his first goal of the season on a beautiful corner kick. Uh, so what, what was going through your team. mind when you saw Kyrie finally put one in the back of the net? He he can get up there, man.
2: It's like he should really have more of those as high as he gets up. But I'll be honest with you. I had to play a soccer game of my own at 1 o'clock. So I got home, oh, right around the 50th minute. And I'm like, I'm not going to tell myself the score. I'll, just, I'll play the game from the beginning, you know, you on the replay. Yeah, but I couldn't, man. I couldn't do it because I'm like, I already have updates on my phone. I'm like, oh, I've already spoiled it for myself. So I might as well just go join halfway through the game. And go back later and watch the first half and everything. So, but uh, when I saw that goal later, I was like, "God dang!" I mean, he it was perfect the way he hit it down into the ground like that. But that doesn't always happen, man.
1: No, it was beautiful. And and look, it was probably misplayed some by Calvo. Um, and poor Calvo. I don't know. Did you see uh Matt Doyle's tweet about this play and and the weird exchange he had with Minnesota United's Twitter account?
2: Yeah, it what, was, their Twitter account was
1: not good. It was very strange. So for <laughs> those of you who may not know what we're talking about, um Calvo's been been struggling a little bit as of late and uh and, and Matt Doyle basically tw- I, I don't have the tweet in front of me, but it was something along the lines of Calvo's getting dunked on every week and at some point you got to pull him out of the lineup cuz this just isn't working and he's being detrimental to the team. And uh and Minnesota United's Twitter account responds and they're like why didn't you tag him though and then they tagged Francisco Calvo and then everyone was kind of like why why do you want your your player tagged in in tweets that are basically saying he's trash and should be benched and I saw like Bobby Warsaw was like what are you doing and then Doyle redid it and he was like is this better and did the same tweet with him tagged and Minnesota was like yes thank you and I was like, what is going on? And they eventually deleted it. And I'm like, did someone get fired? Because it was freaking weird. I've never seen any club do anything like that.
2: Oh, absolutely. Dude. I, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, and that person just got assassinated and the <laughs> tweets just removed.
1: It's, it was just so strange. Like why, why, why do you want to call out your own player on one of MLS's top analysts, basically saying, Bench him he's trash. Uh, very strange, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, Lunes.
2: I don't get it. I mean, fans, fans at players all the time. You know
1: what I mean? Right. Now you, you know what but you should that, have done is maybe you should have just added Minnesota United and they would have uh, just passed along your message to Bobby Shuttleworth for you because apparently they want that, all of their players to know when people are critical of them. True, that would have been good. That would have been <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was, I mean, in, in a match that that – had a lot of opportunity that was um unfortunately the uh the best part of the match for sporting kc and it came really early and it was only about 11 or 12 minutes later when darwin quintero who uh is minnesota united's first ever dp and had all sorts of room down the right side um he uh oh excuse me he wasn't the one on the right side he was the one who who hit the goal in, but uh Yes. It, was, it was Miguel Ibarra, had all sorts of room on the right side, whipped a ball in. Quintero heads it um, right at Melia, who who paws it down but can't grab it, and then Quintero follows it up and kicks it in the net. Um, oh, it took a bad bounce when he pawed it to the ground. It, it like, bounced right out of his reach. It did. It it, it, it kind of – like, it was strange. It went straight down, um, and it bounced off it hit his foot. leg. Yeah, I think oh, it, it did. Oh, did his leg. I think it bounced off his leg and then just kind of dribbled out forward. And, you know, it, it was interesting. I saw someone mention that what Melia kind of does sometimes is he paws it down and then dives on yeah. it, um, which is true. you don't want to kinda... catch it. Like, you don't want to risk it going through your hands or having limp wrists, you know? Right. Um, it just took a weird bounce and bounced off his leg. But what what I want to ask you about is, I don't know how many times you've watched highlights of this or not. One, you know, I guess we know why there was so much space on the right side, as Peter Vermees later said that Jimmy Madronda was a, a little bit hurt, and that's why they took him out after like 30 minutes. But what in the world was Ilya doing on defense in the middle there? Like, because to me, it just looks like he just lets Quintero run right by him. Yeah, didn't didn't pick him up at all. It, it's very strange from Ilya because he's, you know, he's running down the middle of the field. He's step for step with Quintero. The ball gets whipped in and Ilya just stops and Quintero runs right by him and, and has a free header into the goal. And the first thing Ike did after the ball was in there is he kind of turned around and looked at Ilya who then just kind of put his hands down on his knees and, and Ike was basically like, what the hell, man? What are you doing? Uh, it just it felt so preventable from all angles. Um, but, you know, that's how that's how the games go
2: sometimes. So, that's how it is, man. I, I it was a very unlucky situation. I, I'm sure Tim wants that back every day, but it's like now you got to focus and and you know got a really tough home match coming up.
1: Yeah, so we'll we'll, we'll get to that here in in just a second because we're not going to spend a ton more time on this game because what else is there to say other than Sporting he dominated and what it else? just didn't go that way. Yeah. Um, the, the last thing I just wanted to touch on was that Graham Zussi chance. He he had a header and and really probably should have put that one away. Um, toward the end of the game. Oh my and god! He just, he, yeah, he was playing left back all of a sudden. Yeah, he, he kind of switched uh, switched over to the opposite side of the field and and he 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 had Shuttleworth beat. There was no way he was going to get it if he could just head the ball into the bottom corner and and he just gets it wrong and it goes off the post and. You could see him put his head in his hands immediately because he knew that that was the chance to win the game, and uh, he couldn't capitalize. Um, felt kind of bad for him. So I don't know. It's just the way it
2: goes, man. Weather looked nice though. Looked like it was a good day for it. it.
1: Did, and you know that I, I I know we both were there last year. It's a it's a fun stadium. It's a fun group of fans to to watch a game with. Um,
2: I like it. I like the city as well. It's it feels a little like. Uh, it's very low it's low stress and has a kansas city feel to it
1: yeah i think that's a good call it it does remind me of kansas city in in a lot of ways um i just can't wait until they get their new stadium open because that place looks gorgeous um that's gonna be a fun road trip once that place opens can't wait to do that
2: oh yeah and they're gonna they're gonna have the uh yeah we definitely plan to do another minnesota road trip we had our boy uh beach uh, he was on the ground up there in Minnesota. He, he drove down from uh, Canada, I believe,
1: right? Canada, yes, sir. So uh, that's very cool. Good job, Beach. Our Canadian correspondent. Yeah, official, no other pod, Canadian correspondent, Beach. Uh, <laughs> tweet us, let us know uh, what you thought of the experience. Because uh, if you were there, uh, we'd like to, to hear uh, how nice the Minnesotans were to you because they were always very nice to me. Um, yeah, they were pretty cool. And did you find the Loon hat? Because I still cannot find it. And uh And how <laughs> pumped
2: were they about the tie? Because they were very excited about ties. I they 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 loved drawing
1: with us when I went last October. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, they're 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 a growing Way club. To tie. They're 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 getting better. Um But they're still a couple years years. Are they though? I mean, I don't know. I mean, as long as Adrian Heath is their coach, I don't know how much better they can get, but I don't know either. He was pumped. He's like, we just drew against the best team. And, (laughs) and
2: sporting was like, we just went to Atlanta and beat the best team. So
1: suck it. (laughs) Yeah. It, um, you know, wasn't the best result, not the worst, but Hey, sporting Casey's still in, in, in first place. Um, and 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 doing pretty darn well. Um the game next week is coming back to Kansas City Sunday night uh national TV. Woo, this one's going to be a tough one. The Columbus Crew come to oh, town. Nice. Is it on FS1? I I think so. I'm, I just said that. I didn't I verify so it, but I thought I saw that. Um so <laughs> I think so. So uh yeah, the the third place Columbus Crew come to town. Um they have 24 points just like Sporting KC does through uh one more game played, 13 games. Um but man, this is not this like is it. not the Columbus Crew team from last year. This is a revitalized Columbus Crew team and uh Josi's artist is a freaking man on a mission. Um he is is playing out of his mind. Uh, he's, he's got some, uh, of of the most goals in MLS this year. Last week, he was tied for the golden boot. I'm trying to pull up the stats right now to see, um, where he's at. Uh, he's still tied for the golden boot with, uh, eight goals on the season. Um, what's more, their defense is arguably best in MLS. Statistically, it is best in MLS because they've only allowed 10 goals through 13 games, which is less than any other team. So tell me what you're thinking about Columbus coming to visit.
2: Dude, I'm nervous about him. Have you watched them play a little bit? I have. They look good. Yeah, they look really good. And I'm like, Jossi's artist is over here scoring goals, about to win that golden boot. And I'm just like, what? Where did he come from? <laughs> yeah, this
1: this is not the Jossies artists of uh of the LA Galaxy. Um I don't know if it's just crew coach Greg Beralter, who is a very good coach, and some people have called for him uh, to be considered for the U.S. national team. I don't know if he just was able to get the best out of Zardes. I don't know if he just needed a change of scenery, or if Bruce slash Siggy just didn't know what to do with Jossie. But he's become a new man in – in Columbus and 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 he he scares me a little bit um I don't know I'm, I'm I'm a little nervous about this game and and we got a question about this game um I think oh nope I oh yeah here we go um Corey Matt said, are you worried about us being able to score on Columbus we just couldn't get that second goal against Minnesota and Columbus has had one of the best MLS defenses um so what, what are you thinking
2: Uh, I'm thinking we should be ready for a fight because, uh, you know, they got a lot of confidence more than they've, more than they've had the last couple of years. So it'll be, uh, it's gonna be tough, man. It's gonna be a tough one to watch. And I, I like that. It's, I mean, it's not early in the day, like that Minnesota game that, that just felt odd anyways. And I didn't, I didn't feel good about playing that time of day, but it's also not very late. I mean, I think it's at five, right?
1: Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a five o'clock game
2: yeah so that's kind of weird too, but they're gonna they're gonna come hard I mean you got who who they got they got Iguain and uh uh you know zach Zach Stefans big time goalkeeper for them and then you got uh Jossie Zardes, who apparently is amazing for
1: some reason <laughs> yeah Zardes is is going great uh they got Grella Dino Mike Grella yeah yeah um he's doing things he's doing things um they they got pedro santos like who's a, a a pretty good uh, midfielder um uh, their 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 center back uh lalas abubakar he's been playing great um so i'd like to hear you spell that one say again i said i'd like to hear you spell that oh, one well i'm looking at it now so uh <laughs> not fair um but yeah this this one it's it's going to be tough i i will say this Safe. I think Sporting KC can score goals. I'm not actually that worried about us scoring goals on them because if we like the expected goals against Minnesota were much higher than one. We should have scored. Oh, bro. It just happens weird sometimes that, that you don't. Johnny should have had a couple. Yeah. Graham's Graham should have had a goal. Um it we're gonna get our chances. I, I'm not too worried about that, especially at being at home. What I'm more worried about is is giving up goals because it. Sporting KC has has had a very good defense so far, uh, but we've also statistically outplayed our defense by quite a bit. Uh, and what I mean by that is if you look at expected goals allowed sporting kc is expected to have given up about 17 and a half goals this year in actuality we've only given up 11 which means either tim mealy has made some great plays which we know he's done or we've gotten a little bit lucky which we also know has happened statistically that should start regressing to the mean a little bit and evening out and uh, a team like columbus has a, a very prolific attack so this could be a game that ends like 2-2 where you got you got goals from both sides i don't know what what if you had to give a prediction what what are you thinking for a game like this
2: i mean it's at home so we're definitely going to try to put some points up there but i mean 2-2 could ideally be it man um we we, we don't lose
1: johnny russell or daniel shallowy do we? we we lose them after this game right johnny russell i think um He's only playing in, in one game for Scotland against Mexico. I don't think daniel Shalloway uh is is out yet. Um, I play
2: in that Mexico game too, man. That's a national t v game yeah, good for him
1: i mean we'll, um, we'll get
2: to watch it so that's i mean that's exciting for us too,
1: yeah, for sure um so yeah i I think I'm in predict a predicted draw, and I'd hate doing that at home um but I'm gonna predict a draw, expect a draw, and be happy. Be pumped and with A, a little win. bit pleasantly surprised with the win. I am gonna be pissed with a loss. You can't lose a game like this at home. Uh, because because this can be a statement game for sporting KC. Uh Columbus we already had a statement us against, trouble
2: before, you know?
1: Yeah. And 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 they had a statement against Atlanta earlier in the season, but Atlanta fans were salty and saying that oh, the refs were against us. Red card shouldn't have been a red what? card, whatever. Atlanta Crap. fans were salty? That doesn't sound yeah, right. We, We'll uh, we'll get to that in a little no, bit. I don't believe um, it. I don't believe it. <laughs> why would they ever do that? Bitches. Um, but, <laughs> but the uh this this is gonna be a, a game that kind of says, hey, sporting KC's for real, and we're playing with some of the best teams in the East, which is clearly the stronger conference this year. So I'm excited, man. And it's retro night. So it I know is. we both ordered our uh, our retro warm ups already. So sure did. I'm excited. Yeah, there was uh those are pretty sick. I think these are my favorite retro jerseys that they've they've launched over the last 3 years. Yeah, I like um,
2: the I like the black ones they did though. I'm not a white jersey guy. Uh I that's just I'm bound to spill mustard, you know? Um <laughs> and then you got a whole dry yeah. clean issue and hope it can come out, but I'm a big mustard guy. So naturally, not a big white shirt guy.
1: Okay, fair enough. I, I I'm kind of digging the white, but I you know I agree with you. I get a do you little eat a lot, You nervous. don't eat a lot of mustard, do you? Uh, not not every day. Queso okay, cheese? And when I do... No, I'm a big, uh, I'm a big napkin guy. So, I'll, you know, if I'm wearing something white, I'm going to have napkins all up and See, down the front of my shirt, making sure I've been I don't... I've been doing that
2: with my Parlay jersey. I've been tucking it in like a bib, a big old paper towel bib.
1: You got to do what you got to do. I Eating was pizza. drinking some red what? wine the other day wearing my Parlay jersey, Ooh, and I will classy. tell you, I was freaking scared the entire time did the cat jump on you no i was at uh i was in la visiting family and uh and yeah i was i was there um so there was no cat around me my cousin did almost spill a bottle of red wine on me which would have been sad so you should Um, just took your shirt off
2: you're like this is i like to show off my body guys i've been in the gym so i don't (laughs) wear shirts
1: anymore (laughs) i actually um I protected my Jersey before I protected my iPhone. So wine did get all over my iPhone, but it did not get on my Jersey. So, uh, the important thing. Priorities. Absolutely. That's right. Hashtag Jimmy <laughs> um, time. <laughs> nope. Not that. Um, spe- speaking, of salty Atlanta fans, mm, um, I love salt. We're going to let's, let's, let's just talk about, you know, their game. We're going to, we're going to talk about, you know, all the other games that happened. Um, but, Atlanta United hosting uh the, the New York Red Bulls was kind of considered the game of the week by a lot of people. I think even we picked it out last week as this is pretty much a game to watch. Um and it lived up as far as action goes. It was fun. Uh Red Bulls ended up winning 3-1 after a series of crazy events. Um there was a, a red card to Jeff Larenowitz that then got overturned by VAR. And then another red card to Greg Garza. There could have been a th- third red card to Le- Leandro Gonzalez-Perez for Dogso. Um I mean, this game was nuts. Um, but because of all that officiating uh, decisions, um, a- a Atlanta fans were a, a-, a little upset with uh, what was going on. And um, I sent you this tweet earlier in the mm-hmm. week. Uh, we may have tweeted this out from the pod, um, but I'm not going to name the guy because we don't need a, to go at him that way. But one of the Atlanta fans said, MLS is afraid of success of Atlanta United <laughs> and the refs seem ignorant and biased. The playing field is not level. So sad Arthur Blank invested in a corrupt institution. Prove me wrong. So, prove him wrong. Yeah. Man. Prove him Let's wrong. let
2: all prove him wrong. I, I just laugh. I, I just laugh at that. I think I tweeted it.
1: And I, I retweeted it, and I said, "We are laughing at you." <laughs> you, uh, you want me to to, to prove him wrong? I'll 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 do my best here to prove yes, him wrong. Please. Atlanta United has eight penalty kicks uh, on the season, which is exactly twice as much as the next team in second, who only has four penalty kicks. Now, I've seen Atlanta fans say, "Well, that's because we're a fast-playing team and we attack so much, and so the only way that people can stop us is to foul us." Well, no, because you're not even the most fouled team in MLS. You just happen to have the highest ratio of penalty kicks to fouls uh, by almost double than the next best team. But here is how I'll prove them wrong even more. Atlanta has had eight instances of VAR. This is from uh, someone that I know at uh, American Soccer Analysis. Eight instances of VAR have involved Atlanta this year um, at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Four of them went in favor of Atlanta one of them was neutral but he said leaned a little bit toward Atlanta and three of them were against Atlanta which means most of the decisions have gone in Atlanta's favor exactly Yet somehow it's a corrupt institution against Atlanta so they don't know dude they're not used they're not used to losing so now that they've
2: lost a couple games they're like oh my god what happened let's burn it to the ground I, everything sucks let's go start another let's start our ninth Atlanta United podcast, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just they, don't they do understand. They do, which is great. I, I love more people talking about the sport and everything, but Holy shit. Can we, can we act like we've lost a game before? I mean, I, you guys are probably fans of the Atlanta Falcons. So you're, you know what losing looks like.
1: Oh, he went there. I did. I went there. He went there. <laughs> yeah. Just wait until, uh, Atlanta United gives up a 28-3 lead, and then I think oh, the city of Atlanta will just shut down altogether. <laughs> um, but yeah, there we go. So that uh, that satisfies Wasabi. One of our faithful listeners wanted to know if we had the return of the, quote, Salty Atlanta fan segment. Oh, um, I think it's going to be a I weekly think this thing. Is,
2: I can't stand it. I them. think
1: this is technically the debut of the Salty Atlanta fan segment, at least officially dubbed the Salty Atlanta fan segment. Um, but... Hey, you know what? They keep uh, they keep giving us content, so we're gonna keep talking about the content.
2: Oh my god, um, guys! We're all making fun of you in our heads, like we're all, and some out loud. <laughs> we're even doing it out loud. Do, yeah, we're doing it right now. Some
1: out, some out loud. Um, and you know what? Orlando City, you're on watch because your fans aren't that far behind.
2: Your fans so, are worse.
1: I, mean, I don't want to say worse. They're bad too, <laughs> though. They're throwing stuff on the field. I, yeah, uh, they got their At dumb least wall. The trash from Atlanta. The trash from Atlanta fans is just verbal trash. Well, the, hold the trash on. from Orlando fans is literal trash thrown on the field. Well, LA
2: Galaxy was literal literal trash players on the field when I was up when I went to the Galaxy game because it was a shit product, so the fans were throwing
1: toilet paper on the field. It was phenomenal. <laughs> I do I do feel bad for the Galaxy and I have a, a couple you? of questions about them here in just a second. Oh, I don't Not feel really, bad, but you know five MLS I, like, cups for them. Yeah, I mean, I, f- I feel bad as in, like, in some ways for the fans because their club is just run by a bunch of complete Money idiots, bags. I guess, who apparently don't know what they're doing. Um, but but before we move on from the Atlanta thing, I just wanted to read uh, Drew Vanderplog's tweet. Yeah, Is Mark Geiger out to ruin Atlanta as part of an MLS conspiracy to not let them win the league? Did he fill the moat with snakes? Um, <laughs> for the snake moat. Oh, out there, fine, that think, would be... I think that uh, you know what I he probably did he absolutely. Did. I think I think Geiger Mark, snakes. I think Mark Geiger. Yeah, got hashtag Geiger snakes. He's taking them to Russia with him because <laughs> Geiger is why somehow. You ha- why you it everything? <laughs> I, I don't know. That's what the kids do, right? It's your new thing. The um, kids are doing it. <laughs> Hashtag Geiger Snakes might be the name of this episode. Um, he is, though. I mean, it,
2: it just happens that he was the VAR ref this week, too. So they're all like, oh, we've been geiger again. It's like, stop. OK, BWP went nuts on you guys.
1: All right. So let's just settle down. Relax. Yeah, I will say I'm very excited for the rest of the world to get to know Mark Geiger since he's one of two American refs that are headed to the World Cup. So that'll be fun. You think
2: he'll make it back? <laughs>
1: uh from russia it's a who knows <laughs> Oh, mother russia yeah in uh in soviet russia i don't know geiger geiger's you um that was I feel bad. like it's just
2: cold out there at all times i feel like everyone smokes cigarettes and wears fur coats and it's cold have i have i seen too many movies
1: <laughs> i don't you know i've never been there my brother's been there but i have not been there. has he really yeah he did a study abroad thing in uh in saint petersburg so, what
2: the ass?
1: Why yeah. would he do that? Uh he's probably a Russian spy. Um Oh my god. But yeah, I don't know. I've never been there. So, a little scared to go there right now. Um Yeah, but, don't don't do it. I don't think you need to. <laughs> I feel like everything's like cold and
2: sticky. Yeah. I don't know.
1: So, um Will Mark Geiger make it back? I hope so. I mean, I like him. I don't want him to get stuck forever in Russia. But uh <laughs> I like you know. him. Would like him to officiate more Atlanta games. <laughs> <laughs> um, for my amusement. But yes, let's uh let's move on and and let's talk about the Galaxy because they Ooh. are in the some zlap. some sort of way right now. Um Zlatan was supposed to come in and and sort of be a savior, I guess you could say. And, uh, instead they, it's just a nightmare. They, they got a win on Monday on, uh, Vic- eh, I wish they didn't Victoria day, which I learned about this week. Oh
2: yeah. Thanks for, uh, uh, was it beach that told us that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Our, our official I was Canadian like, oh, I feel like we are, uh, you know, geographically intolerant. Cause you, you and I, like a couple of dipshits were just like, we're just it's, not, fun of it. it's not Memorial day. What? What is it? It's, it's just random Monday. What could it be? And of course, it's Canadian holiday because it's in Canada. So we're sorry for
1: being intolerant assholes. <laughs> yeah. So I also learned it's also like known as Patriot Day, I think, because in French Canada, really? they don't want to celebrate the queen because um, they're French, not the English. So in Montreal, I think it was actually called Patriot Day. But it's a, it's a, it's a holiday wow. all around Canada. It's just depending on if you're in French Canada or British Canada. Free uh, health care for everybody. That's right. <laughs> um, but so Ola Kamara did uh, did score and, and they won 1 0 despite being down a man because Zlatan slapped a dude. Um, right in the face. Yeah. Right and we, in got his a, ear. we got a question from Darren Meeker said, Was that really a slap by Zlatan? Looked a little weak to me. And I'm. Did he? I'm Thank you for listening, Darren, but I'm going to respectfully disagree because I thought Zlatan just straight up slapped the dude in the side of the face and it looked pretty violent to me.
2: So. Dude, did you see the replay of the coaches asking him what happened? And he? you could read his lips and he just said, That motherfucker
1: slapped me. <laughs> <laughs> I did see that. I was dying. I was like, because he was, I was shocked. Just like,
2: well, did he He barely stepped on Zlatan's toe, it looked like. Right. And Zlatan, being a big badass, must have had instant tears and a
1: reaction to slap his damn face. Dude, I want to know, like, how long this Zlatan experiment's going to go on. Because, apparently, there's no way to confirm this, or I haven't seen it confirmed, but I saw on, on Time Twitter... Time to take some... him out back? Put him down? <laughs> I don't know about that, but... Someone oh, on Twitter was was saying um, that, that a friend of theirs whom they trust, so this is third hand information, but a friend of of theirs whom they trust was at the LA Galaxy training, and Zlatan basically just decided he was done and started walking off the field. And Ziggy tried yes. to call him back, and 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 Zlatan just said practice is over, Zlatan is done, and just left. So and and Ziggy ended practice because of it, right? Uh, I don't, I didn't, I didn't get that far. I don't know if Ziggy really oh. did end practice or not, but. I mean he didn't he certainly can't force Lawton to come back, but I Bro, mean that what
2: a pretentious individual, like self righteous d- dickhead. He's not a teammate. He's not something anyone would ever want to play with. Cause I mean, you're just gonna berate me if we do bad things instead of helping us grow and get better.
1: Like he I, just seems one- like a garbage human being. I, for one, am shocked that the man who photoshopped his face onto Jesus's body and took out a full-page ad saying "Dear Los Angeles, you're welcome" is not a good teammate. I never would have seen it coming. So <laughs> that's a uh, good point. I
2: yeah. don't know why you would expect any any more than that. <laughs> um, yeah, but why would he? Why would he just hit the guy? And and first of all, the guy that stepped on his foot also got a yellow card. So. That was actually in the box, so shouldn't it have been a PK? Uh,
1: I don't know if it's not a live play if it can if that's how that works. So, yeah, but true. I don't. Uh, that's a that's a strange one. I've never quite thought of. Um, but he will be suspended for at least a game. I'm hoping he's not suspended for the June second game in Portland because I will be at that game and I bought it kind of to watch Slotten because otherwise why am I going to a Timbers Galaxy game? Um so yeah, it'll be fun. Just to enjoy it. And and your brother will be with you, right? He will. Yes. I will be uh a a secret agent in the Timbers army. Not cheering for Portland. Oh, that'd be cool. So just wear uh just wear like a US men's national team kit or something. <laughs> That's a good idea. I'll probably do that. I got, like, one of those retro throwback, like, denim-style ones that has, like... It looks like Ooh. denim with the stars on it. Yeah. Denim so Dan. Maybe I'll maybe I'll wear that one. Um, but, yeah. So, Galaxy got the win, but it's looking kind of strange for him. There were also reports out of Europe today that Leighton Baines, the, the fullback from Everton, apparently wants to go to L.A. and the Galaxy might be interested in. Um, so interesting that's what i think the galaxy need are more aging european players um oh absolutely
2: i mean they 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 always take them and it it worked out well for them in the past actually but uh they need to figure something else out
1: yeah robbie Keane worked out well um david beckham worked out well
2: steven gerrard
1: not so much ashley cole probably not worth the money there's a lot in slapping people um so Zla- that's that's his he was slapping him i was lapping
2: so man yeah. how's that your first instinct like ah oh, you stepped on my foot
1: slap <laughs> oh my god dude you bitch slapped him yeah i mean it was, it, the weird thing is without var he would have gotten away with it they had to exactly. put a video he, review to see that he slapped did him. he forget did he forget that var is a thing probably because he's probably done this plenty of times and and he's gotten away with it because there's no VAR. Now they're going to catch you. Oh, very very true.
2: I mean, how about oh, hey, hold up now. Let's go back to that SKC game. Daniel got a little feisty with some guy at the beginning of the game, and then that guy kind of shouldered him and knocked Daniel to the ground. Did you see that?
1: Yeah, I did. I was I was getting a little worried there.
2: I was. I was like, is this how this game's going to go? Because Daniel can't defend himself. He's kind of small. Johnny will come sprinting and take the reins from him. Yeah, and then uh, Johnny's not scared to fight anybody. Um, No, I I got a little protective.
1: I was like, you will not. You will not hit baby Daniel. Yeah. Peter's going to get protective too because Daniel feels like Peter's little baby. So uh, That's true. Peter will come chew faces. Yeah, well, uh, we'll talk about Peter here a little bit more in a second. I have, uh, you know... A couple other uh, games I just want to highlight. Um, Toronto got on track. They, they beat um, Orlando City 2-1. Um, Portland beat LAFC 2-1. Um, so Portland's getting back in shape. Um, DC United finally won a game against San Jose 3-1. Um, so San Jose is rough right now. Yeah. Are, are are there any game in particular from last week that stood out to you enough to, to where you want to talk about it real quick before we, uh, we move on to a couple no, other things? Dude. Nothing
2: but that Atlanta Red Bulls game. I mean, that was the biggest one. Um, other than that, you know, Dynamo and Fire kind of went, went back and forth um, in Chicago, and Dynamo came away with that one. So I'm sure Chicago is pissed, but Houston's a weird team. Houston's like... Sometimes they're winning games by a lot. Sometimes they're not scoring goals at all. It's uh, it's kind of interesting.
1: Yeah, and and next week, oh, yes. same with Philly, bro. Philly dropped four goals on RSL. And RSL, they're kind of in a, a little bit of a crisis because uh, they're not as good as they thought they would be. Nick Ramondel's calling out people on Twitter, not by name, but basically saying, you know, what the hell's going on with our defense? We need a better mentality. And then, uh, I don't know if you saw today, right before we, we started recording, there are reports that Albert Rusnak is, is not happy. He said that he was glad to leave RSL for an international break and uh, that people would have to talk to the higher-ups about why he's not happy. And then reports are yeah. that they um, turned down a $2 million offer for him and that he apparently wants to be sold. So, trouble. Wow. Trouble in, I'm not going to say paradise because Salt Lake is hardly that, but trouble in Utah. Yeah. So
2: well, let's let's transition to one last game here. Did you see the Vancouver game and how that ended? Oh my gosh, that was ridiculous, bro! That was nuts. The goalie fouls a guy in the last five seconds of the game, and Kai Kamara steps up to take a penalty to get the draw
1: on the road at FC Dallas. It was the 98th minute because there were seven minutes of stoppage time. Um. Yeah, it, it was it was crazy. Not like the twelve minutes in Atlanta. No. Well yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I wanted to go back there. We'd we'd be remiss to to not mention um Kamar Lawrence. He he went down with a, a really scary injury. Still not really sure what happened, but he was basically unconscious for ten minutes on the field. Um he is apparently doing okay, so we're glad to see Kamar Lawrence doing well. You, you never want to see anybody get injured like that. Um Right. So 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 we're Oh hey. Yeah. What's up?
2: Sorry, no, I, I agree with you, but I I was back on the Kai Kamara thing. So the Whitecaps had tweeted uh, uh, something about Aruti, and they were like, "Oh, miraculously, he was okay. Like that he was that he faked the foul or whatever." And some Dallas person says, "Coming from the club with Kai Kamara, who lives on the ground like Fernando Adi, my thirteen-year-old daughter is tougher than Kai. Plus, Aruti wasn't given a goal from the refs. That was your defense." And Kai Kamara retweets that person and says, but can she score a penalty in the 100th minute with 13 people booing? (laughs) (laughs) And he's so right, dude, because I think Dallas fans had left. Even still, they really don't pack the stadium, but I think they had left. So there was really no one there to watch them, you know, give up the win.
1: Yeah, that um, Dallas is not known for their attendance, um, but... Yeah, good, good for. But hey, let's let's put the soccer hall of fame there. That'd be great. No, it makes total sense. Um, Idiots. (laughs) So so moving on. um, I want to touch on this article that Soccer America published. We we tweeted it out from the pod. We'll probably tweet it out again, um, so all of our listeners can make sure they read it. But they they sat down for a one on one interview with with Peter Vermees. And it was a, a pretty candid interview. He talks a lot about Sporting KC and, and the club strategy, and I'm not going to really get into that too much. You can read it uh, if, if you'd like to, to get into that. Um, what stood out most to me is they asked him about his discussions with U.S. soccer for the opening for general manager and head coach. And and this, they basically said, look, you decided to stay with Sporting KC and extend your contract for another five years during your discussions, what did you learn regarding what U.S. Soccer intends to do with its future? And and this is Peter's answer verbatim. Uh, I wish I could. I don't know. I don't have any idea what those steps are. And then they said, "Well, so how can a search be conducted if the federation doesn't seem to know what it's looking for, what it wants to do?" And Peter goes, "Honestly, it's hard for me to answer that question. I'm really serious. They want a coach and a GM, but I don't know what their plans are beyond that." i really don't know um that's not great because if you're being talked to as a possible candidate for gm or coach you have discussions and you come out of there being like i don't know what the hell the plan is feels like that doesn't bode well for the future of u.s soccer does it
2: no no it really doesn't um it's good that he's sticking around here but yeah u.s soccer is a whole different story man i we're in a World <laughs> Cup year now, so USA
1: really doesn't exist in my mind right now. It's kind of weird. Yeah, that, that, that's... It, it's like, go Germany, right? <laughs> oh, Go Iceland. That's what I'm rooting for. Got to rep my man Gilfie. All right. Um, well, you got to get a jersey, dude. I can't believe you didn't get one when you were there. I should have gotten one, but uh, I was looking at $10 knockoff Iceland jerseys online the other day, so might do that. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, we're all going to know. Everyone who ever sees you is now going to know. Yeah, that's true. But you know what? I'll it'll, it'll be like 100 bucks richer than I would have been if I bought a real one. You, <laughs> um, you have no shame. So, but yeah, it just, I think that's because Peter's never been shy about his desire to, to take over the US national team. But honestly, I think he turned it down is because he was looking at the situation and goes, I'm not about to leave to be set up to fail. Like, he's got a great situation at Sporting KC. The fans are awesome. He's got total control. The club's behind him. Why would he go from that to the position in American soccer with the most pressure on him when there's no plan or no strategy? I mean, he even said later in the interview... What I want to hear, and you want to hear, and we all want to hear, is what is the plan? What are we doing? I would agree that you don't have to blow the whole thing up and start all over again, but you do have to realize there have been some major failures, and you have to evaluate it and come up with a plan. And to come up with a plan, you have to have a goal. I want to know what the goal is. So, he's not wrong. And, I'd you know, if he were in charge of U.S. soccer, we'd probably have a much better chance of doing something, but... um I don't know, man. The people who are in charge of US soccer right now just don't seem to have it at all straight. So kind of a bummer.
2: Not at all, man. And I don't know if they'll get it straight. I mean, next in a year you're looking at Gold Cup and uh by the way, you know, we missed some news there, uh, with Gold Cup being awarded in KC and, and for next year and this summer also the women's national team is coming. So I mean, hey, you got to support the women's national team. They're kind of a, uh, they're, they're a group of badasses. They're our so best national team. At least there's something to get and excited about. it's not about. close.
1: Absolutely. It's not close. Yeah, so get out. Oh, and they're fun to watch, too. Oh, yeah, too, I man. love watching them. Get out and support the women's national team. Uh, th- I think it's the Tournament of Nations that's coming to Kansas City later this year. Um, I'm going to be there.
2: Yeah, they got some friendlies coming up, too. I, I like to catch them on TV when I can. But, you know, being females, they get the worst time slots at like a like a noon on a on a
1: Saturday or something. It's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, which is dumb as hell because I'd rather watch them right now than I'd watch the men's national team who have a game against – Yeah, men's national team against Bolivia, Bolivia. On Monday. And, yeah, I mean, I guess it's cool that it's a bunch of young guys. But, man, we got, we got to get a strategy. Hey, you got
2: EPB, man. Eric Palmer Brown's
1: out there. Yeah, EPB's out there. Josh Sargent's out there. Timmy Wea. Like, there's some exciting players, but – like yeah. Peter said, I'll watch, I'll, it. I'll watch it too. But like Peter said, we need a strategy. And right now there isn't one. And that's uh, a little disheartening. Yeah. Need some strategy. Strategery. strategery. Um, the last thing I wanted to mention was American soccer analysis. I know I mentioned them a bunch, but they put out a fantastic article about Sporting KC today. Um, Are you working a- for them? I am not, but I'm just i friends with some of the guys (laughs) who write for them, and and I'm a big fan of theirs because they are smart. They know what they're doing. MLS Soccer uses their stuff. Um, Absolutely. So, we retweeted it from the pod today. Y'all can read it, um, or I guess by today, I mean Tuesday. You're probably listening to this on a Wednesday, so we might retweet it again. But basically, it breaks down why Graham Zussi is the most important player for Sporting KC, which... Might not come as a shock to some people here in Kansas City because we all know how good he is, but I think people outside of Kansas City tend to overlook him or kind of laugh when you're like, "Oh, Graham Zusi, right back," and they don't realize how good he truly is. So I'm just going to read this one line from it, and and then I'll I'll I'll, I'll move on from there. If you want to say something, you can, but. Zusie has more key passes than 12 separate MLS back lines, including the LA Galaxy, Chicago Fire, Montreal Impact, San Jose Earthquakes, Seattle Sounders, Portland Timbers, Philadelphia Union, New York Red Bulls, New York City FC, FC Dallas, DC United, Colorado Rapids, and Atlanta United. So that means he individually has more passes that led directly to a shot than all of those teams' whole back lines. He does, Um, dude. I mean, he's...
2: He's quietly amazing. I mean, I, I he can do things that that we we take for granted. Yeah.
1: yeah, he's way outperforming every other defender in the league from an offensive standpoint. His defense is solid. Um, go read the article. It, it, it's it's fantastic. It'll make you appreciate Graham Zusi that much more. It'll make you appreciate Peter Vermees tactics that much more, um, and it'll get you excited to be a Sporting KC fan. So pretty darn cool absolutely um a couple other questions for you from our fans before we go um this is this is looking a couple weeks ahead for sporting kc but um what uh this is from heidi s what is the starting front line with russell russell and shallowy on international duty um what what do you think that's uh that's scary,
2: man. Sorry, I got distracted for a minute because I forgot LAFC's playing tonight. They're playing Borussia Dortmund on FS1.
1: Oh, they are.
2: I forgot about that. Nine o'clock, though, so, you know, who's got time for that? Um, okay, so you're basically taking your two wings away. Um, it's scary, yeah. dude. I mean, obviously, you can put Krause up on one, which you hate to do it, but you can because then you could jump, put Jimmy Madronda up in the midfield and put Sinovic back there left back. But you also, I mean, is this a time maybe you pop pop Zusi up to the right wing and bring in Brad Evans to play right back?
1: Well, the thing is, so we got Jerso on the bench, and Jerso—that's oh, true—can get in there. He's on been right our wing. super sub lately. I forgot about him. Right, left wings. What scares me? Like who's who's going to be on on left wing? I guess you could put Jimmy Madronda up on left wing. That's true. And put Seth at uh, at left back.
2: Yeah, they'll keep Johan where they are, um, and they'll they'll. Pop Jimmy up to left wing first because
1: he can uh he can really scoot. Yeah, that that would probably be my first guess is put Jimmy up at left wing, Seth at left back and and Jeriso and on the right side. I don't know if they play around with, with a different formation, maybe. Peter said they've tried different things, so maybe they don't do a four three three. Maybe they do a four four two and they put Diego and Kyrie up top, and then you got Jerseo dropped back into the midfield a little bit. I don't know. Um that sounds it, bananas. If we played with two strikers like that, whew, I don't know, man. That sounds crazy. I'm just saying. I don't know. We haven't done it. Might as well try it. So, um, And then our, our last question from, from Ryan Baxter says, I know this is not related to the recent games, but name your best starting 11 using only athletes from sports other than soccer. Athletes can be living or dead. So, huh. That'll take I, us all day. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know if we got to go a full starting 11, but are, is there one yeah, or yeah. two athletes from from another uh, sport or something, alive or dead, I guess, that you're thinking, okay, well, I'd like to see what they could do on the soccer field?
2: Well, I, I think I'd agree with Peter Vermees. I think he mentioned uh, he said something about LeBron would be a great center back, you know. He'd, Dude, be a, he'd be a monster back there.
1: Beast people, yeah. I mean, look, LeBron, I think, <laughs> could play any sport he wants to play. I'd like to see him as a tight end in the NFL. Uh, oh, I'd like yeah. to see him as a center back. I mean, you could he could be a wrestler. Like, dude, dude I feel like anything. Steph Curry and Russell Westbrook would be pretty badass on the wings. Russell Westbrook, yeah. I feel like I keep going to NBA players just because they're really athletic. Like, I can't think of a well, lot of and NFL that's, players. That's what's in the news right now, you know? Yeah, NBA. But Russell Westbrook would be really athletic. I think what would be awesome to see as a goalkeeper would uh, be the Greek freak Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um he's this like okay. 6'10 dude who basically plays anywhere from point guard to center for the Milwaukee Bucks. He's Greek, so he's grown up around uh, soccer and he's freaking huge and athletic. So I wouldn't mind having a 6'10 dude in goal who can who's as as athletic as he is. Um, well what about
2: your uh, what about quick little Tyreek Hill playing striker and you know a little Latif Blessing style up
1: there. He's Or quick. Uh, Usain Bolt in his prime about that there you go so <laughs> um, we could have some fun with that that's funny yeah so yeah, it's a it's a fun question um you, you guys let us Thinking know who, outside who, the box yeah let, let us know who you guys think you can come up with a whole starting 11 if you want um tell us who what athletes you think would be fun to see um suit up put some boots on get on the soccer field we've already seen chad ochocinco do it he couldn't cut it so well, uh, hey, have
2: you seen what other podcasts have done? And they created their their fan starting eleven. I have.
1: Oh, I saw the Cooligans did it, and I saw someone got in there.
2: No, yeah, yeah, they they mentioned me in theirs, but they uh, other podcasts have done it as well. And I'm like, I think we, you know, I think we have enough followers and listeners. I think we could do something like that. That'd be kind of funny.
1: Maybe we will. That's a good idea. We'll we'll work on that. And we'll we'll put something out. some. Maybe by next week's podcast, we'll have something. Um, we did there literally get a, a question. One last question here while we are recording this from uh, from Mansky, Uh-oh. our boy Mansky. Ooh, last minute. We we talked about this a little bit last week, but he he wants to 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 ask a little bit more specifically about it. What effect, if any, do you think the legalization of sports gambling in America will have on MLS? If I understand correctly, each state can produce their own guidelines for sports gambling. Is Kansas or Missouri planning on legalizing? And how do you foresee that affecting sport in Kansas City? Um, Dude, I guess an, I'll
2: be honest. I don't. I'm not educated enough about it to know what it does, and i I've never taken I've never taken part in sports betting, so I don't know. I really can't speak about it. I'll I'll just be honest right there. I'm just a big dummy.
1: Yeah. So I, I, I've read up a little bit about it because I am kind of curious of how this will, will take place. Um, not because I'm a degenerate gambler because I've only literally ever bet 20 bucks on a game when I was in Vegas once, but I I do find it interesting, uh, because like the NBA and NFL have come out talking about how they're going to embrace it. Um, Taylor Twellman actually had a really good segment on not the most recent MLS Rewind, but the second episode of MLS Rewind because it was right after the decision. So if you have ESPN+, Plus, go watch that, and he talks a lot about it. Basically, what he says is he thinks MLS has the most to gain from this because it's a really good fan engagement tool, and it could drive a lot more interest in MLS and soccer worldwide just because there's always a soccer game on. But also, that's when he brought up the point of, but a lot of players don't make that much money, so you just have to make sure that there's really going to be safeguards in there against match-fixing. Because if someone comes along to a, a, an MLS player who makes $60,000 a year and says, I'll give you half a million to get a red card or throw a game or whatever, it's going to be tempting for some players. So got to protect against that. True. Um, yeah, that's tough. And then he's right. Each state can do their own thing. I don't expect Kansas or Missouri to to legalize gambling on sports anytime soon. They're they're, oh dude, they don't legalize anything. They'll be the last state to legalize marijuana. Yeah, so I don't think we have to worry about that right now. How it'll affect sport in Kansas City, I don't know. Sporting KC will probably be one of the people that comes up with some innovative way to like integrate gambling into the stadium experience because they're all about that technology stuff, but. That's going to be a ways down the road because no way Kansas or Missouri legalizes it anytime soon. So, no. But good question. Thank you, Mansky. You got it in right in the nick of time. Um, buzzer beater, buzzer <laughs> beater. So we're at an hour, my friend. Every time we're like, hey, well, we're not going to go that long. We always end up going long. So hours, <laughs> eh, our, hours a good spot, man. We kind of hit everything. I mean, we we
2: could go longer. I mean, I don't I don't think people want that, but there's been times when we were just rolling, man, and we could have dropped 90 minutes on you fools.
1: We didn't even touch on Patrick Vieira, who may or may not still be the New York City coach by the time you listen to this podcast. I don't know. There's reports of him uh, being in uh, close to an agreement with Nice in France. And then he was basically like, no, it's not happening. So I don't know. We'll see. But um, that's interesting. You uh, you have anything else for the people before we let him go? nope ratings and reviews do it yes sir we're uh, thankful for you guys for listening thankful for all of the ratings and reviews uh as mm. as always tweet us at no other pod at jcmax03 uh, at dan Kuzer. like us on facebook facebook.com slash no other pod um share the podcast with your friends we want to grow we want to get more listeners tell us what you like tell us what you don't like um But yeah, we're we're just so thankful for you guys listening. Hopefully, we'll be back after a big win at Children's Mercy Park on Retro Night. Um, But until then, I'm Jimmy. He's Dan. Thank you guys so much, and we'll talk to you next week. See ya. Screw Atlanta.